1: Xbox One Two
2: Three Sixty. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your host, Sean Xbox Wolfman. Welcome.
3: welcome to Xbox One Two Three Sixty, everyone. Woo. All right. Hey, you know, I like to keep it real um, and full disclosure on the show a lot. This is the fourth take on <laughs> trying to get this damn show started. Wait, we're not live? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait a minute! Live to (laughs) tape. It's
3: just a thing, guys. It's it's business talk. Hey, so it's a lot going on (laughs) uh, in wrestling right now. Obviously, Uh, it's an incredible time to be in the industry uh, and be a fan of wrestling. Absolutely. So, uh, and and a little bit later on, we're going to be joined by somebody I'm a big fan of, and uh, a lot of people are going to be big fans of uh, his that aren't already. Real soon, Chuck Taylor's going to join us. Um, so, uh, anyways, there's, you know, bummed out, you know, uh, I got the news, was it yesterday, that, uh, that the wrestling world lost Pedro Morales. Um, I thought about having, um, you know, I was going to call George Napolitano, mm-hmm. because um, he had some really kind words to say about Pedro. Um and just, there's so much to talk about. And uh, and um, I just don't know if I could give Pedro the proper, you know, mm-hmm. tribute. Like, as far as doing a tribute show. Because mm-hmm. uh, so many other people, I like, can do this part way. But, like, I'm pretty sure that... I'm pretty sure Dave Meltzer had he a great tribute. He did. on
4: wrestling observer radio. It's at least twenty something minutes where he talks about his career yeah. and what he meant and all of that stuff.
3: Yeah. So I highly encourage anyone like to to go check that out because Dave does an amazing job on those yeah. uh, career retrospectives.
1: I mean, his impact, especially in the Latino community, was unbelievable. So, yeah,
3: so, uh, and I knew Pedro from you know all the years that I worked with uh, WWE. Uh, from the time I went, you know, first started there, and, uh, he was always such a really nice guy, very classy and mm-hmm. you know, you could totally even later on, like you could totally understand why uh someone would trust putting a world championship mm. on a guy
1: like that. And even as a commentator, he broke barriers where he became the first uh Puerto Rican to do Spanish commentary for an international promotion. Yes. He was WWE's.
3: And Pedro players. was ready for all types of action. Mm. That was that was like his catchphrase, you know, way back mm-hmm. in the day. But anything that, like, talk yeah, about Yeah, I guess
4: we should go ahead and first of all mention yeah. that he did pass at the age of 76, which, you know, is still fairly young, at least in my opinion. Pedro Morales, a little bit about him. He beat Ivan Koloff for the WWF Championship three months into his run in the company. He held the bout for close to three years and was always a draw at Madison Square Garden, almost to the level of Bruno San Martino. Yeah. And then in 1980, when he did return He held the tag titles and the intercontinental title and brought instant credibility to that bout as well. He also became the first Triple Crown champion in WWF. And as Johnny earlier mentioned, um, he was also one of the first Latinos to be a major champion. So really big. Also, he was really big here in WWA in Los Angeles. Um, Again, Dave Meltzer goes into a lot more detail about that and why he was so big in WWA as well.
3: Mm. So, yeah. And thank you for that, Denise. And um, wow, the wrestling world—you know—you um, know—it's very yeah. sad, and 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 we hurt, and we're going to miss, you know, yeah. uh, having Pedro Morales around. And uh, and he was a great man, and I sent this in a tweet, and I'm honored to say that I knew Pedro Morales. So rest in peace, Pedro. Mm-hmm. Gonna miss you. And uh, there's a. Uh, No easy
4: way to transition. On a lighter note, I guess you can say. How do you
3: segue that one?
1: There's no easy way to transition, but there is plenty to talk about uh, globally right now. So Denise, take it There really is.
4: So literally the day after Mm. our podcast last week, we had a lot of news with All Elite Wrestling. As you guys know, on Thursday, they held their second pep rally at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. And lots of news came out of that. And I'm going to kind of go through and we can talk about it. But first and foremost, the big one is Kenny Omega signing with All Elite Wrestling. We've had speculation. Is he going to stay in New Japan? Is he going to go to WWE? Is he going to go to All Elite Wrestling? Well, apparently this wasn't an easy, um, I guess you can say, decision for Kenny to make. He did listen to everybody's offers. He Mm -hmm. did go on and explain again on that on Wrestling Observer. He went on a really, really detailed explanation as to why he chose All Elite Wrestling. Essentially, he signed a four-year deal with AEW. The reason being, one, he gets to be with his friends. Two, he gets to have creative control in his portion. Three, he gets freedom. Four, uh, he still wants to wrestle guys from all over the world and All Elite Wrestling is going to offer them. However, he did go on to say that he has a clause in his contract that still allows him to work with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Granted, if New Japan Pro Wrestling wants that as well, they can definitely do that. And... um, he also went on to say that WWE offered him a tremendous deal, that they were nothing but cordial, professional, and everything that you could expect from a company like WWE. And um, But in the end, he signed a four-year deal with AEW.
3: Yeah. Yes. I think that, you know, pretty much... I think most people thought that was what was going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um... I know who represents Kenny, so I knew it was always going to be a... a a possibility ended up in WWE. I mean, because like he said, you know, uh, I'm sure they were ready to roll the red carpet out for him, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 you know, I'm sure they probably. I'm I'm guessing. I'm not sure. I'm I'm guessing they might have flown him in somewhere, you know, to Stanford. I don't know, I'm but sure that's that- how it used to be done. You know. Oh yeah and you know you give them the grand tour if it used to be you know um you know they'd bring people to like if you were really coveted you'd go to vince's house
1: Mm.
3: you know have a meeting with vince that's how it used to be
1: and i think you know we talk about the money and and the freedom and working with your friends i think also he's going to save his body a lot more i think with aew with less road dates so i think maybe that played into it a little bit too
4: yeah, and um, one of the things that I also wanted to mention was that he did say that part of the reason, because, you know, obviously you know, All Elite Wrestling has they haven't started TV yet, we don't know much about that information, it's still a very big risk for them, but he did say that part of the, that risk being there is something that he liked, he wanted to be part of something that you know, uh, has to grow essentially, be a yeah. part of helping it grow, so that was very interesting as well to hear his perspective but that's not all the news that also came out of the uh, the press conference, so the lucha brothers ray phoenix and pentagon jr also came out and they're essentially uh, from the looks of it they're building towards a match uh double or nothing against the young bucks we already kind of knew this talking about this prior the week prior but speaking of lucha they also announced that they're going to be working with triple a which definitely opens up a lot more doors for a lot of hot younger talent to come in to the company and work with some of those guys
3: yeah that was that was i was um i found that interesting that they uh i mean it makes sense um I'll be interested to see who they try to, uh, you know, do the talent exchange with. Because, Hmm. just to be honest, there's some there's some performers that just don't, they don't. It doesn't translate well. Like there's some people that are really over big time in Mexico in AAA Mm -hmm. that just it wouldn't work. Hmm. It wouldn't work, you know, um, for various reasons. Hmm. Some guys just aren't like. You know, they, they're great for what they do down there, but it just... How do I say this? Yeah, well, yeah. The, you know, the, They AAA have a is, mix. Yeah. AAA has a mix of, like, r- great in-ring performers and some not-so-great ones mm-hmm. that are still really over. Yes. As, as, it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. They and have, I, I just hope that they don't make the mistake of trying to, you know, um...
0: A is a promotion with, a, with a lot of, of hot thing. acts. Yeah. Some, cause some of that
3: which, could go wrong. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Like... You know, some stuff that seems great on paper, it just isn't. Probably well, they, ain't gonna work. They have a roster places.
1: so far of twenty-seven uh, individuals, and it's really international. So they did a great job of of booking a unique crew Plum. so far. So. Right, All on.
4: right. Yeah, they did announce a quite a few talent, which was really exciting, including our guest later today um, um, with Ch- with best friends Chuck and Trent. So that's going to be really exciting. But some other information that came out of that. So following after the press conference, obviously they announced the pre sale dates and the general admission. Which pre sale was what yesterday, the day before yes. that, and then today was general admission. All those tickets are officially gone. Pre sale went by really fast. General admission sold out in what it was reported as four minutes, yeah. which is absolutely Lord. incredible. So good for them.
3: And you know, it's just like like just for you know to put that in perspective, like um I've held my breath for four minutes before. Damn underwater. <laughs> what? Yes. That
0: well yeah. why? It's a good talent. <laughs> to
3: that's... see how long you can hold your breath. Yeah. Oh my god, that's impressive. Like on yeah. a first
1: try
0: or did you work up to four minutes?
3: Worked up I was okay. pretty like... good. When I was younger, I could okay. stay underwater for a long ass time.
0: Man, I'm panicking like. after 30 seconds. <laughs> Me too. No,
3: it's in, like yeah
0: you know. Um, I Um Actually, it, I'm
3: not gonna, it was just shy. It wasn't mm-hmm. quite four minutes, but it was getting close.
0: But four minutes is not that long a time. And it's also interesting, they had this rally last week, and they said, if you go on our website, you get a pre-sale code. 30,000 people got pre-sale codes. The MGM Grand at its, like, four boxing, at its peak, is only 12,000 seats.
3: So That's what than- I was saying, because somebody was saying, no oh, they gotta sell 18,000 tickets. No, for that type of setup, because I know, because yes. I'm Performed in the MGM Grand Arena for a wrestling pay-per-view, and it
1: holds about thirteen, roughly. Wow!
0: And the T-Mobile Arena across the street, I think,
4: can
1: only do sixteen or eighteen, so it's
0: not worth the jump in money.
1: Either way, this Mm -hmm. is a bigger, you know, capacity than All In was, so it's a step up once again.
4: And I believe, uh, Johnny, you mentioned earlier about Cody sending a tweet out that tickets have been sold for all 50 states. What was it, nine countries as well? Nine countries,
1: all 50 states, and he had knee surgery. So, pretty big week for
4: him. Yeah, there you go. So, big news for them. Congratulations for, you know, Double or Nothing is clearly going to be, you know, a good show. They actually already have some matches announced, with the main one being Kenny and Jericho already being announced. And speaking of Chris Jericho. Well, I
1: believe the main event, they already said, is going to be Lucha Bros and. Uh,
4: I haven't seen that one. I as think a it's gonna be yet. Kenny
1: and Jer- and Jericho. It could be because yeah. they already
4: announced Kenny and Jericho. Yeah. Kenny and Jericho have been announced. Hangman Page Pac has been announced, and uh, the three uh, the, the three way for the women's uh, the women's match has also been announced as well. Uh, the last I saw, Bucks Lucha Brothers hadn't been announced yet, but obviously that's it's, what they're you know working towards. Yep. Um, one of the things I also wanted to add that we should talk about is Jericho uh, did say that he will be partnered with AEW as well for his cruise, which I mean was expected January, 2020, yes. that'll be happening. And then one of the things we should also definitely be talking about is Dave Batista is actually in talks with both AEW and WWE. I don't know how many of you guys. Is know that know an assumption? Yeah.
1: Is that confirmed though? Cause how do we really know?
4: Well, it's b- what's being talked about. I guess yeah, you know. yeah, but but there was I mean... a tweet that Chris Jericho sent out. So, I mean, I guess you could only put two and two together.
0: Hmm. I, people are think? reporting that he's in talks with both. If, the, but those same people who are reporting are the same people who reported last WrestleMania season that Dave wanted to be involved in WrestleMania, and WWE didn't even call him back. Like, mm-hmm. that was the narrative. That's the same narrative that was floated out there. I don't know how interested they are. I do Probably think... a lot
3: more interested now that there's somebody else on, the, you know, a buyer on yes. the market. Well, yes.
0: Oh. And that might be part of it. I think if he's not, like, locked up by WWE in any way, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he turned up at something like StarCast just as a yeah. signing, as a thing, as a wrestler.
1: No, you're not talking about, like, a f- he's not looking for a full-time, You maybe, like, an exclusive uh, I think he- special appearance kind of a thing, or who knows.
0: I don't think he... I don't think you'd get a lot of value in Dave Batista full time Yeah, especially so. yeah, like a
1: Brock Le- he's his schedule his age it may be tough yeah. yeah like he
0: he's a special attraction he's you'll make your money on him on five dates there you go well either yeah. way
4: whether or not I think it still would be smart to at least listen to what AEW has I think for anybody that's in that sort of position why not listen to the other offers even if you're not interested still listen to them uh either way so there you go well
3: mm-hmm. of course you know I mean in a- any other industry like that's exactly how you do it like you know There's some people in wrestling (laughs) that kinda like, Oh, what are you doing? You know, like like that's bad business. No, it ain't that's straight up business.
4: All right, moving on. Speaking of business, we have some really big news for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Kota Ibushi has officially signed. Is no longer a freelancer with the company, and is now uh, as part of talent for New Japan. This is a huge signing for them because for 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 Kota Ibushi has been an immense, incredible talent, and they haven't been able to go all the way with him just for the fact that he was a freelancer. Mm-hmm. But now that he's officially signed, now they can sort of, you know, really. Put him out there and I guess put more eggs in his basket, I guess if you I, want to say. I
3: th- and 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 truthfully, um for someone that was a freelancer, they used him
1: really well. <laughs> I had no idea he was a freelancer. So, oh,
3: I knew. I knew. And it always like babbled me, like, man, they just put him in some big matches for someone. And you know, he goes over. He's not always just losing. Mm. You know? Um, so uh yeah. Imagine like like um, what they'll put behind him now.
4: Exactly because I mean they're definitely going to be try to fill you know sort of Kenny's spot. I don't know if you want to say Jay White's filling his spot or maybe Kota will fill his spot. It it can go either way. Speaking of Jay
1: White, he's the brand new heavyweight champion. You can see him and Kota putting on an incredible title match. Yeah, exactly.
4: Well, for both guys, they're both going to have new fresh matchups because you know just Kota alone, he can he can still have matches with Tanahashi, Mm Naito, Okada, Jay White. All of the he's wrestled these guys before, but never like in a big giant you know promotion. So I. Really good for them, but before I guess before we jump on to JY, I do want to add the fact that this was a big signing for for New Japan, and now this sort of um, I guess you can say not balances out, but it now shows that AEW and New Japan sort of have something that one another wants. Like we mentioned earlier, Kenny still has his clause where he can still work with New Japan, and they both agree. Now, obviously, I think that you know AEW by not having Kota Ibushi, they would have loved to have Kota because they could have paired him up with Kenny, and therefore build had them do tag team matches against the Lucha yeah. Brothers, SoCal Censored, the Young Bucks, and so on and so forth. So yeah. I just want to add that now, you know, they both have something that each other kind of wants bargaining.
3: hey so that guy, he, the, it seemed like I mean, the last thing he wanted to do was be tied down to any one promotion, right? Like I mean. Mm. It was like, man, like <laughs> they must have paid some big money for that, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm
4: guessing, too. I, 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 That's the speculation going around. I haven't heard any numbers yet, but, I mean, if he finally, like, I guess you can say settled or settled down with a company, yeah. I guess if you want to put it in those terms, it had to be good, you and, know? Well,
3: I mean, you know, at some point, a wrestler has to cash in, seriously cash in on all the hard work and, and everything and all these spectacular matches and You know, all the wear and tear on the body and, and, you know, so, uh, yeah, good for him. Absolutely. Congrats, congrats to Ibushi.
1: And with the relationship that AEW and the people there have with New Japan, it wouldn't be shocking to see him show up on AEW at some point either. So
4: Yeah. I guess that's what the wait and see game is now, if they're going to be willing to work with each other, who knows. Um, mm-hmm. But as Johnny mentioned, J.Y. Switchblade is now the new IWGP champion. He defeated, very shockingly, Hiroshi Tanahashi at New Beginning in Osaka, pinned him clean, and... I mean, it's a big deal. He's now a champion. Since 2011, only other five only five guys have held the IWGP Championship, including Hiroshi Tanahashi, Okada, AJ Styles, Naito, and Kenny Omega. And as we know, every guy that Gato has put the belt on has become a star. He did this with AJ Styles in his first match in Japan. He was still not very known in Japan. He gave him the belt, became a star. Kenny Omega was originally just in a junior heavyweight uh, division and then once he got the belt, he moved up to main event status. So this definitely says a lot for jay white who i may add is only 26 years old (sighs) i'm six months older than jay white so that should show like how much of a bright future he has within the company and your
1: future's bright too denise
3: Um, (laughs) that's the guy doesn't he looks even younger kind of. you know does yeah you know so um yeah i haven't seen it yet so i want to see it and and it was i was surprised when i when i learned that because i mean didn't uh Tanahashi just get the belt back he did uh-huh. yeah so yeah you know but that's that's a Gato move and and Gato's pretty uh pretty you know yeah. I mean it's, it's 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 safe to say he's brilliant you know at booking mm. and um yeah. and so you know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just uh defer to Gato's judgment on <laughs> yep. this
0: Everything,
1: <laughs> since 2011,
0: everything that New Japan has done has seemed to matter.
1: They're yeah. so good at drawing so the, stuff out, and Jay White is really great at drawing the ire of the mm-hmm. Japanese fans, and so, yeah. yeah. So the so the idea, like, on paper, this would look like a
0: hot shot that the WWE kind of does, but how often have they actually done that? that? I think this will matter, that it's a hot shot, if you will, that it's... Well, versus the fans the rest of the automatically
4: saw it as a big deal simply because now he's one of those few guys that hold the belt. You know, because like yes. the argument is, you know, how many champions haven't we seen in other companies that the bout jumps jumps around, and you don't really see that in New Japan. So with him, it's it's you know, it's there. There's that argument: either the man makes the belt, or the man or the belt makes the man.
3: It can go either way. You know, it depends. Yeah, it all depends. A belt, it can you know. Mm-hmm. Um, here in the states for the most part right uh these days the man makes the belt mm-hmm. uh, or the, the woman makes the belt uh and that's just because of how the championships are booked and mm-hmm. you know and used uh but yeah no 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 over there uh a belt is still like putting a championship on on somebody is oh, yeah. you know yeah no that's a it works well over there. It's a move towards the future for yeah. them, for sure. Oh, good for him! Yeah. Exactly, happy for him. Really nice guy too. I mean, not that. I mean, not. I mean, not, those things do matter. Being a decent human being, getting mm-hmm. along in the locker room. So. <laughs>
4: All right, and moving on to our next uh, point of news. Last week we had Dave Logana on our show talking about the Crockett Cup, and we actually have more news out of that. The NWA has announced that they will be working alongside New Japan and CMLL. Both companies will be sending some of their tag teams over for the Crockett Cup on April 27th. Um, as we know, both New Japan and CMLL are partners with Ring of Honor, and they're partnering with Ring of Honor. So there you go. It all ties in and helps build, this, uh, helps build the, the tag team. Portion for the show, mm-hmm. obviously, and then yeah. um, the villain Marty Scurll will also be challenging for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship at the Crockett Cup against. Yeah, the I Galvez. remember, like
3: you know, mm-hmm. when when Dave was on last week, brought up the fact that you know on the, the Crockett Cups when I was a kid, the you know the world title was defended, mm-hmm. and you know, <clears throat> and he brought up, well, you know, what if the champion was in you know in the Crockett Cup, and so I think they. They put it out there kind of like a poll almost. I don't know if anyone saw that. Like no, there were yeah. a few tweets that, you know, I think maybe Nick, you know, yeah. the champion even there said, were. Should, you know, would you rather see me defend the title or be in the t- in the right?
0: Kroger yeah, there Cup. were some poll tweets out there that yeah. were just kind of temperature gauging, yeah. if you will. Yeah,
1: and Lagan already, he spoke about it last week. He's so good at utilizing social media and he really wants to know what people think. And brilliant. I mean, great. We got Marty Skrull and Nick Aldis. Fighting for the title on top of the Crockett Cup. To and me, it's there's, that's,
3: a, there's you know. a backstory there, but you know, with, there's a history. Marty and Nick, mm-hmm. so you know, they've uh, there's a there's a. I mean, they've been friends and 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 that for many many years, and uh,
1: you know, so I liked how they did that. Yeah. I like that, and I love how the Crockett Cup. I mean, it's going to shape up to be something special. Must see for sure. All right. Sorry.
4: Moving on, we also have some WWE topics that we want to hit. And one of them is Becky being removed from her WrestleMania match and having Charlotte added. And Becky is now on a 60-day suspension, which they said ends four days after WrestleMania. So I kind of wanted to gauge your guys' thoughts because obviously Twitter had a field fest with it this. Was mm. It was
3: brilliant. Uh, it was absolutely brilliant. And, uh, uh, you know, the f- fact... To me, like, Twitter outrage is the new, like, mm. crowd booze <laughs> in the arena for when you're trying to get heat. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And that, nothing more, for the most part, in my opinion. I mean, you get the occasional, like, I'm going to cancel my subscription, whatever, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And some people do, I imagine. But for the most part... They're just blowing off steam, and that's their way of booing. And I Charlotte, swear to God, that's what it is these days.
1: And Charlotte took full advantage. She was yes. trolling people on social media, Twitter, Instagram. It was genius, and I
0: loved it. And she's yeah. she's leaning in, and WWE is leaning into the feeling, and I've said this about the Becky Charlotte stuff months ago, that by keeping Charlotte not a heel, they and then having Becky be as hot as she was, they bordered on the Roman Reigns' response for Charlotte. And they're leaning into that hard by saying, oh, you don't like Charlotte? Don't like Charlotte. Like Becky, Yes. we're going to wrong Becky. My only note on Monday night, and I'm sure they had a dark match after Monday Night Raw, but I really, if Becky Lynch, this firebrand, got suspended and they took away her opportunity, I wanted to see a Bret Hart level smash the tables, destroy destroy the ring Kind of a fit if she was suspended after RAW. They had the Riot Squad come out and attack Ronda Rousey and Becky, and they sort of teamed up to take out the Riot Squad. And that wasn't necessarily a match, but it was more of a blow. It was a blowing off of steam. Gotcha. So that at least explains because what I, what I wanted to see or hear is that Becky was so upset, like, oh, this is it, this is it. Let's tear the ring apart. Yeah, I don't care about
3: anything. I I read and it was actually just one person that just. Kept complaining, and they were going on and on about, oh, oh this is stupid. Like you know, uh, the whole thing's being built around uh, her apologizing. Like it's mm. look, I it wasn't stupid. Like this is my opinion, on it. like if if you understand like how somebody's f- pride can get in the way of of you know uh, them making the right decision you know uh for their future like it's a really simple and powerful uh thing and yeah. and you know oh it's just an apology
1: I thought it was refreshing. It was
3: very well done.
1: I thought it was refreshing because most of the time the person never apologizes. He punches the other person in the face and a fight breaks out. No, she actually listened to Finn Balor and said, you know what? All right, my bad. I'm sorry. Let's do WrestleMania. No. I thought it was a cool thing to see for once.
0: I questioned the week to week decision making and authority of Triple H and Stephanie in this. That one week they're like, you have to see a doctor. And she was like, no, I'm not seeing a doctor. And then the next week, like, oh, well, you saw a doctor, but you have to apologize for punch. Like, that felt, that episodic. Didn't yeah. feel great to me. I, it, it was clear they left a couple of these crumbs to have this kind of a journey heading into WrestleMania, including maybe the Fit Finley letting her into the match to begin with. I feel like that was a crumb they laid in case they wanted to use it because they didn't know what they wanted to use. But they, they for sure want to take Becky out of this match, put Charlotte into this match, to then put Becky back into this match.
3: So, yeah, the people that are complaining and all uh, in a, you know in an uproar, you know, besides themselves, I mean, you know, there. the hero has to have, you know, mm-hmm. adversity yes. along the way. Like, okay, what? We just make the match and, okay, here you go. Like, um... You know, uh, no roadblocks on the way to WrestleMania. But two pay per view. Come like, on, don't be stupid.
0: Two? Pa- is she going to do a tag? Like, is she going to tag with Ronda Rousey against the Riot Squad? Like, I don't want to see. Like, that's not really going to fit. I don't want them in a ring with each other unless it's going to be this match.
1: Plus, you know, let's not forget Kevin Owens recently bit up, beat up Vince. AJ Styles recently knocked Vince out. Do You think we're not going to get Becky doing something to Vince McMahon for suspending her? I think we will, and that's mm. going to be very entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. But anyone anyone
0: who's on Twitter right now complaining, oh, my God, Charlotte Flair, how are they taking this match? You've been worked, and it worked on you. And that was me. <laughs> exactly
3: for... what my point was. And about that, was, the...
0: that was me for
1: 10 minutes Monday. Yeah. Fucking a lie. Nah, genius. Yeah. Loved it.
4: And we also have some changes to the Elimination Chamber match this Sunday. Mustafa Ali is now out due to a concussion, and Kofi Kingston has replaced him in the match. Did you yeah. guys have any thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, well, I mean... I thought Kofi did a great job. He was great, you know, and and that guy's always ready, Mm. you know, for situations like that. Uh, Well, I think, you know, maybe any of those three. Yeah. You know, Uh, but uh, tough break for Mustafa. You know, it's, and this is a thing that we have to, and I say we, I'm talking about people. Like Mustafa I had to deal with it because I'm about I'm a similar size uh, as as he is uh, when you're not working with guys your own size and everyone's way bigger than you mm. guys aren't afraid to run right through you you know uh, and not even hitting you in dangerous places but just the collision alone and sometimes it'll ring your bell and you know like so um... Yeah, that might. I mean, I'm worried. Worried maybe isn't the right. I I, I have a little bit of concern mm. that that might be an. I hope that's not an ongoing theme. Well, that's all I'm saying. You know, people. I. It's I'm just say people like the bigger guys. Like.
1: I'm with you for sure. I, I, as a healthcare person, I'm with you on that. I just hope that guys are now taking advantage of the hyperbaric oxygen that Daniel Bryan did because he shows no more signs of concussions. So I think guys can be doing that throughout their career, hopefully, and hopefully, you know.
3: Yeah. I would just, what I'm saying is just the, it's it's easy for, because I've been the bigger guy, Mm -hmm. uh, strangely enough. I've been the bigger guy. Like, you know, working with guys like Mysterio or, you know, Ray Ray or different other guys that I was, quite a bit bigger than and it's easy to not realize even with guys bigger than me is that so I hit hard you know like I cra- I hit some guy with a clothesline last year and like wrong his belt pretty good and I hit him in a safe spot so like you know and it's not something where like guys that like should be I just think I should be mindful like okay uh, this guy's 100 pounds lighter than me maybe I shouldn't hit him full on even if it's in a safe spot
0: Fair. And the the question becomes, is that the conversation that they're having right
3: now? I don't know.
0: Or is the conversation, like, maybe Mustafa Ali needs to to curb his style, which isn't, shouldn't be the conversation.
4: But how does someone bring up that conversation? Hey, you know, you can't just say, hey, maybe go a little lighter on me or whatever. No, there's no way.
3: There's no way because there's no way Mustafa would say it in a million years. If his life depended on it, he probably wouldn't say it because I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. The trainers need to tell the agents. I was, I, when I was one, two, three kid, I had uh, a string of hell show matches with Waylon Mercy, Dan Danny Spivey. Wow. Yeah, and every night he took my fucking head off with the clothes on. But I wouldn't say anything. But he was killing me. My neck was uh. fucked up and everything. And like, eventually one night he hit me so hard and I just ran right into it. It fucking it blew his bicep out. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> yeah, he was fucked up. But like, yeah. Like, so he, I don't Honestly, think Danny knew he was. I mean, he wasn't trying to go out of his way to take it easy on me, but he wasn't trying to kill me.
1: Mm.
3: You know, so I mean, those types of things can
1: happen. Yeah, we don't know the it's, level of the concussion. Hopefully, the timing is just you know. And when in,
3: when another when a bigger guy says it to somebody, like, you know, um, you don't hear like, "Oh, to take it easy," like on little. You know, I just think that it's a little guy. Is um, a smaller a smaller wrestler is maybe a little bit more apprehensive to complain about you know
2: yeah
3: oh you can't handle being in there with the big guys there's plenty of time I got there was times where I got knocked out like every single match because I was working with the same guys every <laughs> night and we're doing the same yeah. spots and knew it was coming boom fucking knocked out so um, yeah. Anyway, so it's just how do we have these conversations? And how do we, uh, you know, swallow our pride and realize that we're, we got to say things sometimes. Mm. You know, I don't know like, how this even happened. Well, I, I, yeah, and I've taken a long time to talk about this. So
1: he, he had a black and blue eye. I'm not sure. I think it happened over the weekend. I think just the concussion protocol timing just doesn't work out. Even if it's a minor concussion, you have to take a few weeks off, and it just happens to fall on Chamber Sundays. Mm-hmm. hopefully Mustafa will be back soon. And
3: and people same. were like, I, some people were blaming Randy Orton. That nah, wasn't dead. it. And it, not, no, no, it wasn't.
0: It looked like a bad kick to the head, is what I thought it was. But I'm not sure. They're they're saying it was Rowan on the table for storyline, but I think it like the scar looked just, it looked like he was getting Was the
3: table not supposed to break when he got chokeslammed? Do it.
0: You would you would hope it was supposed to break. Anyway, That table didn't break. Sometimes those tables you don't know, break.
3: I think it'll be fine. It'll be fine.
4: Well, before we go to break, we do have one more thing. Sean, you wanted to talk about NXT. You wanted to talk about uh, Matt Riddle, Drew Gulak, and oh, the yeah. Six Women. Yeah.
1: Did yeah. anyone see it? Yeah. yeah. Saw <laughs> so all of Drew Gulak, man. He had a big <laughs> day. Yeah,
3: so and and I had I had Drew on one like was it last year? Um, I think it was SmackDown taping. I went down to Staples Center and had a couple, you mm-hmm. know, taped a few interviews, and Drew was one of them. And I remember mentioning, you know, like because, you know, I know Matt and like I've been, you know, on a match champions since I first uh, trained with them at the Monster Factory, and um, I've been singing his praises ever mm-hmm. since, but. Matt really um, really enjoyed working with Drew Gulak, on I think some Evolve shows. Probably yeah. Yeah, and and so we talked about that, you know, with Drew. Anyways, fast forward to the other day was it Wednesday NXT? Those guys had an incredible wrestling match, and and one of the things that um, I I wasn't it didn't surprise me because I knew they would, but what surprised me the most was. Just how educated uh, the audience was, and how they responded to everything uh, accordingly, and and it was just it was refreshing, mm-hmm. and it was really nice, and you know, um, man, I love
1: seeing that, especially yeah. for Gulak too, because he's become such a strong character that people often forget how technically skilled he is. I mean, before he went to WWE, you didn't see him talking a lot. He was the mat technician, yeah. and now he does both. That's a, that's a big weapon for them to have.
0: Also, Drew Gulak was episode 77. Just well, it's up. been a
3: while, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did Get you want to
4: add anything about the women's match? Any standouts?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. So good. I just, well, Carrie saying to me, when, whenever she got in the ring, like that was when the people were making the most noise to mm-hmm. me. Just even just in there and shining in the the beginning part, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, she just knows how to have the audience in in the palm of her hand. Um, uh, Shirai. Wow. Yeah. um, Yeah. For for me, this match. I just like the, I like the combination. I like to Bianca with them, with those two, Mm -hmm. and you know, uh, Jessamine Duke is is really good. She's going to be great. Uh, marina started a little bit later and she seems to be doing just fine what's the deal with her nose
4: i'm i'm not sure as, on that. as
3: far as i know the mask is just for an aesthetic thing i haven't okay. heard that it's any sort of a protective but she's been
2: wearing it in her so matches is there like a recently. gimmick
3: like i got my nose broke not, not even if there if there is they're not saying it on tv oh okay all right
0: just or or that she's that badass that no one's asked her about the mask
3: Anyways, the move, she the match was the match, great. No the match was great, and I just wanted to bring it up because I wanted I wanted to give credit where where it's
1: deserved. And to me, this match really showcased Io Shirai for people who haven't seen a lot of her so far. Yeah. Whoa, was she incredible! Yeah.
0: When so, do we when do we think the Kyrie or Io Shirai match happens? And how do we like? I would hope they hold off as long as possible. On
1: now that. that they have the
0: tag
3: team championships, I don't think it'll happen anytime soon. Fair. Yep. So. Yeah. Anything else, Denise?
4: No, that's it. It's time for a break.
3: All right, we're gonna be right back uh, with Chuck Taylor, aka Sexy Chucky T. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to XPOC One Two Three Sixty, everyone. Joining us over the phone right now. Not sure where he's at, but uh, I'm a big fan of his, and been wanting to have him on the show for a while. And he's one of the newest uh, signees for All Elite Wrestling. And his name is Chuck Taylor, everyone. Make yeah. some noise. Yeah. Hey, Chuck. Uh, hey, how you doing? Great, man. Hey, um, and, and for everyone, I think everyone already knows that Chuck is, is uh, one of the funnier guys on wrestling Twitter. Right up there, like Shane Helms and some other people. But uh, I've been a big fan of yours, Chuck. I don't know if you know that or not, but like, if, ever since I saw you at Chikara,
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, thank you, man. I, I really do appreciate it. Like i I think I, I've, I've told you before, like I think you're probably the, the most underrated wrestler of all time. Thanks, uh, and so <laughs> it's really cool that, <laughs> that you think that.
3: Hey, Hey, did we have a? Hey, I'm pretty sure we actually had a match together, didn't we?
2: Uh, yeah.
3: Are you allowed um, to talk uh, about uh, that? Cause no, I,
0: I have, I'm, in Chikara,
2: it was. I thought
3: you were one of the ice creams when I <laughs> when I wrestled the ice creams.
2: <laughs> I, I I listened to the one you did uh, the podcast you did with Drew Gulak. Yeah. And I think that came up, and he was still trying to be like, "No, I don't know what you're talking about." Exactly. Uh, yeah,
3: I was wondering if you were going to yeah. do that. <laughs> 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 I
2: I can't confirm or deny, but uh, I'll I'll say it's uh,
1: it's. It's possible. <laughs> okay. Do if you, it
3: was, it was really fun working with you.
1: Do, do you in, okay? Do you enjoy ice cream? Can you answer that? I
2: love it. Okay. I had some last night and, uh, and fully regret it. All right, confirmed.
3: <laughs> also, hey, uh, I'm going to get this out of the way too. As Chuck has one of, the... dude, and I said this to you on Twitter. You have one of the very nicest pile drivers I've ever seen in wrestling.
2: Oh, thank you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so chuck on.
4: so chuck i want to know obviously you recently signed with all elite wrestling i want to know what made you sign with them and what do you hope to bring to all elite wrestling
2: um i i signed with them because um i've known i've known the young bucks for like over 10 years now for uh since i started in pwg out in california and uh i just i really like those guys and i really believe in what they're gonna do and um I legitimately think it's it could be uh, a real alternative to to WWE.
4: Do you feel any pressure being in a tag team division with the Lucha Brothers, the Young Bucks, SoCal, and Censored?
2: Uh, no, no, never, never, <laughs> <laughs> never in tag team wrestling. Tag team wrestling's easy. That's why I do it. I can stand on the apron for a while. Like another guy <laughs> does all the work. Hey,
3: so I, the, the I'm. Per, well, it wasn't the last time I saw you, but. I it was a it was probably about two years ago. I came to PWG, and you yeah. had you had a title match. What was it you won the title that night, didn't you?
2: Uh yeah, against Zack Saber Jr. That's right. Go,
3: yeah, and didn't you hit him with the pile driver like right off the bat?
2: Uh yeah. Am I going too? Yeah, yeah, that, deep that into the weeds on this. I think I shook his hand and gave him a pile driver. Yeah, it was crazy, man. <laughs> that caught
3: me so off guard, but it was, a, it was a great match. And, and you know, some people might think that that's a crazy way to start the match, but it worked. It worked for how you guys did the whole rest of the match.
2: Yeah, thank you. Um, I think if you've ever seen a PWG show, I think you know that, like, <laughs> any rules go right out the window pretty <laughs> much. So it's fun to try to play with, uh, you know, structure and everything
4: well you've been at pwg for a bit now i want to know what's it been like for you to be a part of i guess you can say one of the most exciting wrestling crowds out there
2: i love it it's it's always been my favorite place to wrestle uh for the most part it's just it's so fun and the crowd is so especially you know in the last few years like the crowd is so excited and they just they love everything and you know, like I said, you get to you get to play with different things, and and the crowd is there for it. So it's, I think it's one of the, I mean, I think it's the best independent promotion, maybe ever. <laughs>
3: hey, hey, Chuck. So, um, when you started, like, uh, um, I was reading that uh, because Kentucky is 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 a um permit. Is, no, it's it's license a commission state. state oh, uh, that so you were 15 when you started, and you had to go wrestle on the other states surrounding kentucky
2: yeah i was a sophomore in high school and yeah i yeah i wasn't allowed to wrestle in kentucky so i had to go to like tennessee and alabama and places like that did you
3: finish did you finish high school
2: yeah i finished college too i have a, the, I have a college degree <laughs> holy shit
1: what's that degree in
2: television production uh, oh. and uh with a minor in film studies
3: wow so, I just like that. It was, I found it um, interesting because, you know, I started when I was 15 too, or as well, sorry. And, uh, but I started in Florida. Like, I don't think there, there'd ever been a commission in Florida. It was pretty wide open. You know, I mean, if I, I was, 30, there, if I, I don't was
2: think there's any laws in Florida. Very few. <laughs>
3: very few. It was an interesting place to start wrestling. There was a lot of good wrestlers there, though. Which is, um, yeah.
1: yeah. Anyways, yeah.
3: I was gonna tell you a big story about me, but it's not about me today. <laughs> <laughs> well, going going back to
1: your degree, though, you know, television television production, yeah. film studies. Now that you're with all Elite wrestling, which is clearly a hands-on company where some of your best friends are in charge, you could utilize a lot of those skills into making at least digital content, to say the least.
2: Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that's the reason I I did that uh, in college. Actually, the reason I started doing video editing and stuff like that was because of uh, Wrestlemania 17 that Limp Biscuit My Way video yeah <laughs> wasn't that changed, great changed my life
3: yeah it was amazing right <laughs> yeah
2: so good uh, but yeah that's the reason I did that whole thing so yeah I think that's always been the plan is to you know if it's not after uh, I quit in ring wrestling maybe even during like being able to produce content and stuff on my own
3: and so so have you been has it come in handy thus far
2: Absolutely, yeah. When when I was first starting out, uh, me and uh, uh, Ricochet, who's in NXT now, I helped train him. And uh, when we were first starting on the roads and stuff, this was before YouTube like was, you know, the the giant thing it is sure. now. Like I, matches and stuff like that, and put them online, and and uh, I think that really helped us get booked places.
4: Well, speaking of Ricochet, that's actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you is that you guys wrestled each other through various stages of your career. How has it sort of been seeing the evolution of both of your careers, you know, come about?
2: It's crazy, like, what he's done with his career. Like, uh, I went to the NXT show in Philly. I live in Philly now. Uh, And I went to the NXT show there, the one where Gargano wrestled – Andrade Almas. Dude. Oh, the
0: takeover last year.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, who got, I think, yeah, Gargano got me tickets because I was, I was actually in his wedding. Like, he was, I was a groomsman in his, his and Candice's wedding because I've known those two forever. Uh, and they introduced Ricochet in the crowd. Like he was, uh, you know, like, oh, wow, look who it is. They cut over to him.
3: Yeah. And,
2: uh, it like almost made me cry. Like he was just, cause I've known that kid since he was 14, you know? Yeah. Ooh, wow. Yeah, so like the way he the way his career is going is just
3: crazy to me. Yeah, because like when I met you in Chikara, he was there too, and he was like, if I didn't even remember it was him because he looked so different. Mm-hmm. He had that long straight hair, and he was—I mean, he wasn't—he hadn't grown into his you know physique yet, and yeah, man, it's so crazy, and I'm so and he, like such a like one of the really like uh, like uh, good human beings too, man. On top of it.
1: Yeah, he really deserves everything he's got and he works so hard. How emotional was it the night when you took the title at P W G from him, considering you've known each other for almost, you know, what two decades and you know, you knew he was kind of moving on to the next phase of his career.
2: Um, yeah, at the end, like I think I think I hugged him and told him I was proud of him and stuff like that. And I think we both got a little uh a little emotional. It's wrestling's a funny thing, like you know, we're play fighting in underwear, but like, <laughs> this is what we dedicate with our lives to, and and like, you know, the emotions are real. I think. Mm, yeah.
4: Well, speaking of funny things, I gotta ask you. There are several videos of you going out and making kids cry. I want to know, has there ever been like a parent that like took it seriously and maybe got upset with you for making his kid cry?
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely! I've got <laughs> really? multiple death threats. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> okay, wait, wait. Yeah.
3: <laughs> hey hey Chucky, you're um don't you have a show on the high spots network
2: uh yeah me and uh trent beretta have our own like, oh, yeah interview interviews being generous to what we do but a little show that we do
3: yeah and how is that like how's that how's that going um do you guys have a- i love it
2: it's yeah it's, it's basically i mean free money all we do is like we drink beer and ask some dumb questions
3: do you do you have guests
2: yeah, yeah,
3: we always have one guest. Is it an insti- maybe,
2: I think we've had a couple where we have multiple guests,
3: yeah. Do you ever have anyone over the phone?
2: No, we've never done one over the phone because it's a video thing. So, uh, like, okay. I think it would just be, would just be a video of us sitting. There. I'm trying, I'm I mean,
3: trying to get on. I'm trying to get on Chuck Taylor's uh, High Spots I, Network show right I feel now like you're for trying, everyone. you trying to like get yourself,
2: trying to get yourself
0: skyped into that show.
3: Can I come on your show, Chuck? <laughs> please,
0: absolutely.
1: Oh my god, that would be incredible. We'll work it out Skype wise or something.
0: Uh, uh, Chuck, do you have any dream opponents in wrestling in general or in AEW specifically? people that you haven't faced yet that you'd like to um
2: yeah i guess i I guess it works for both uh i think chris jericho has always been uh one of my very favorite wrestlers and uh and the fact that he's still as good as he is you know this long into his career i'd I'd love to have a match with him
3: Hmm. yeah i'd like to see that
1: me too yeah i'd like to see that yeah well, speaking of uh, aforementioned Trent, uh, you guys, you know, the AEW rally, I know nothing about fashion, but the denim that you both sported, <laughs> how much thought went into that prior to? Because it, uh, it was something to behold.
2: We've actually been able to do that for a while. I don't know if you've – I think most people understood what we were doing. Because, I did. Uh,
1: yeah, of course. Yeah, I did.
2: Scott Hall debuted in WCW <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Outfit he was wearing, we've always just thought that was so cool looking. And
3: uh, hey, I'm sure I'm sure Scott still has that somewhere, and he's probably willing to sell it. (laughs) We could have gotten it from him.
2: (laughs) We could have gotten the real one. Yeah. Yeah. Last year at the uh, World Tag League in New Japan, uh, they usually do a press conference at the beginning of the tour, uh, and we were going to both wear that at the press conference, but uh, they canceled the press conference. So then we, you know, when we uh, went over to AEW, it seemed like the the right move. It's meant
1: to be for sure.
4: So obviously we have double or nothing coming up, but I want to ask, what was your experience like at all in?
1: It was so
2: incredible. Like, like I said, I've known those young bucks for, for more than like, I think it's been 11, 12 years now. And like, we used to not be able to sell out that Legion hole in Reseda. Like right. we couldn't fill it with 400 people. And now the fact that them and Cody and, uh, and the whole group were able to sell out an arena. Like what, 13,000, 13, people. It's just, it was unreal. And the production was great, and the show was great, and the fans were so excited. It was just, I just wish we were, you know, in a bigger match. It was great to be in that. that uh, we were in the pre-show battle royal, which was still amazing. But you know, hopefully, moving forward, we can be in uh, in bigger matches.
1: Well, going oh, back to sure. that night, you know, this was obviously September first, so a while before the AEW announcement was oh. made. What, were, what was the thought process behind everyone backstage saying, wow, we're really on to something. We sold out in 37 minutes. Did you start hearing things then? Like, hey, we're going to do it again and we're going to have TV and this whole, like, what did you think during that, those moments specifically? Uh, they were,
2: ever since I think they sold all those tickets for All In, There were always rumblings of was like, I think we're going to, you know, we're going to do another one. We're going to try a new thing. It's just, it kind of kept evolving over time. And I think by the time the event happened, I think we had a better idea of what we were going to do, I don't know if I'm remembering correctly. But yeah, like, there were rumblings uh,
1: as soon as I think they sold all the tickets.
3: Oh, yeah. Come mm. on, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. And are you now a Jacksonville Jaguars fan? <laughs> 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 um
2: I got, maybe
1: I have to plead the fifth on that one. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. There's no Jaguars fans. It's fine. Hey, so
3: hey, Chuck. You know, I remember... A f- I think it was actually when I saw you at, at one of the last Chikar events we were both at. Like, I swore I, I, I had read something a few years back that WWE was interested in and was going to take a look at you. And, and then when I asked you about it, I don't know if you remember this. You were like, ah, oh, no, uh-uh. And and that surprises me, man, because I, I um, you know, I just, I think that you, had, you have so much to offer, even even them. Uh,
2: Yeah, I I, I did a tryout in, uh, I don't know, what year was that? It's the one they signed basically the whole 205 NXT, like <laughs> Gargano and Ciampa right. and Gulak and uh, Oni Lorcan and Matt Riddle and like basically everyone but me got signed from that. So uh, <laughs> I don't I don't, un-
3: I don't understand what they were looking for that they didn't see in you. I swear to God, I don't get that one bit.
2: I heard that uh, <laughs> this is you know secondhand thirdhand story, but like sure. I heard that there was something like. Uh, Triple H came in and they had like say, I, I picture it like they had all our dossiers laid out and yeah. like just pictures of us and everything And he looked over by and apparently He said something like oh we have too many good looking white guys Sign that guy and that guy Tony <laughs> <six, six, six, laughs> Lorkin.
3: <laughs> wow white privilege did not Come in handy that day <laughs> <laughs>
2: I can say I was Too handsome for either, so that's Yeah Yeah
3: <laughs>
4: So one of the things I obviously have to ask you about is you've spent some time, obviously, in Japan with New Japan. I need to know, what was your experience like working over there? And did you uh, feel any sort of culture shock, anything like that? Uh,
2: oh, man, I love Japan so much. I've worked for two other promotions in Japan. I went in 2009 for Big Japan and then 2011 for Dragon Gate. Uh, so I kind of knew what I was getting into. New Japan is—it's the best, man. I—I I love it so much. It really was a—a a really, 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 really tough decision that me and Trent had to make between the two. Uh, I wonder. Being AEW and, and New Japan.
3: Yeah. Hey, hey, Chuck, I really like the dynamic of of your uh, your relationship you you and Trent have as far as uh, what you present as a tag team. It's 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 different. It's different and very cool. A very a very like you know, uh, not just trying to copy off of, you know, things people have done in the past. It's pretty cool, the best friends thing.
2: Yeah, thank you. He's he's so good. I can't, like, he was in WWE for a long time. It's, it's yeah, crazy I knew him then. That, yeah. That they got rid of him. He lo- Like, he looks like a WWE wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he's, he's tall, he's in great shape. Like, he has cool gear even. Like, I don't know, he just looks like a WWE guy. It's crazy, but that he never went back.
3: Well, I, he was, you know, I think he's gotten much better from not being there, just to be honest with you. I, I, I think it's oh, been, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I look at guys like Trent and like John Morrison and you just realize sometimes uh, life isn't fair and some people just have better genetics than the rest of us. <laughs> Those guys are just so <laughs> yeah. handsome. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. It sucks. He, he eats whatever he wants and he's still ripped to shreds. Like uh. I, I look at pizza and I gained five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit.
4: So you mentioned that you know it was a hard decision for you guys to make, but I want to know: was there ever some point where you guys were maybe not on the same page in terms of which direction you were going to go?
2: Um, I think we both, I uh, realize that that especially at the part where in our careers now, like maybe we're uh, better off as a team than as as singles guys, at least for the for the time being, I think, you know, we both wavered which way to go for sure. Like, uh, I think he'd at one point was leaning definitely more new Japan, but, uh, that schedule so tough and he's got a dog now and, you know, being <laughs> for six months of the year, <laughs> not, not being able to be around his dog. I think, I think that was the main point that he,
3: that would, that might yeah, be a deal a breaker. That That might be a deal breaker for me. Like, honestly, like I can see, like some people might think that's a ridiculous thing to, to, like, oh, I can't, sorry, I have a dog. Well, you must not be a dog owner if you think that's ridiculous mm-hmm. or not, not a very good one. Sure. So. Yeah, absolutely. My, my dog's
2: running around right now, and, uh, yeah, it's tough being away from him, like It's brutal.
4: So how do you feel about being, like, you're going to be seen by a new audience with All Elite Wrestling? How does that feel or excite you?
2: actually thinking about this the other day uh when we they did the announcement for us in AEW and I think I have some kind of tweet draft in my draft folder something to the effect of like the bigger you get the more idiots watch you yes uh so, like there's so many new ding-dongs they're going to be watching us now so many new uh uh, just bad people that are going to see us. I'm not even thinking about the good people. I'm sure there are good people that will see it, too. But... I'm assuming be... that
4: tweet didn't go over so well with some people on Twitter. Yeah,
3: well,
0: specific, no. Specifically the people who followed you in the last week. Is yeah, that, yeah. Am I the subject of his tweet?
3: So there was a tweet that you, that you tweeted out the other day, and I just had to respond. It was something along the lines of, uh, when I die, I wonder who the most famous wrestler will be to tweet about it do <laughs> you remember that
2: <laughs> yeah I'm like me I just think <laughs> yeah every time someone dies like it's just like I think there's a who is it Uh, Anthony Jevlenick has a quote or something like that like like don't forget about me in this trying time like who cares you <laughs> Right. Don't make it about you. It's about them.
3: <laughs> it's always about us, right? Because because
2: yeah.
3: you know when they die, we're, the first thing we do is put a picture of us with the person mm-hmm. that died up on our Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's See, the argument I know. That <laughs> came out.
4: when Stan Lee died. I forgot yeah. who it was that mentioned that, but mm-hmm. somebody went out and like said that, and everybody got pissed at him.
3: Well, I need to take a picture what? with you, Chuck, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> in case, in case I, i'm vehemently
1: off death twitter for this reason do it on the high spot show when you're a guest <laughs> so chuck uh, sean go. mentioned it right at the stop right at the top you know you're hilarious in the ring you, for the longest time you have been what are your comedic inspirations though you know, growing up who did you watch whether it's tv film wrestling that kind of uh evolved your style helped you evolve your style you know as a as a person and as well as as a performer
2: oh man uh yeah, I've just always been into you know, into comedy, into stand up. Uh, I can't put me on the spot. I can't think of uh, who I grew up watching. Just... Right.
1: Favorite movies.
2: <laughs> my favorite comedy movies. Uh, maybe Super Troopers is my favorite comedy ever. Oh, ah, Broken sense. Lizard uh, guy, huh? Yeah.
4: So, how did you come up with um, the grenade spot too?
2: Uh, that's just something I used to do. To make my friend laugh in, in Spanish class in high school, I would pretend to throw a grenade and pretend to blow up. <laughs> and then I got I got to a point where I'd, like, like when I first started college, my career was kind of, like, middling, I wasn't really doing anything, and so I would just do stuff to make my friends laugh, uh, if they ever saw the tape. So then it kind of, and then it just grew from there, and it's really, really embarrassing. I really hate it.
3: <laughs> what, the grenade spot? <laughs> it sounds like it. It sounds like it would be right at home in Chikara, though.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I did it. I, like, I think people see the clip and think that like I'm doing these on like these big, like, serious shows. Like Chikara, it, it's basically it's, a comedy promotion. Yeah. it's, it's mm. a comic book come to life. Like, you know, I'm not doing this on grand stages.
3: Hey, can you do the uh, mix? Mix the grenade spot and the slow motion spot.
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> I think we did that once somewhere. The, I can't
3: remember. I, Chuck, like for for anyone that that doesn't know what I'm talking about in Chikara, and I'm not sure who started it there, but I just remember finding out about it right in the middle of my match, and I just about shit because <laughs> these guys started going into their spot in slow motion, <laughs> and I'd never seen it, and I knew I didn't know what any of it was about. And I, I swear to God, I want to get in there and beat the shit out of both those guys. And then like, and then I, and then I realize everyone's getting with it. What the fuck am I talking about? Like, you know, you can't beat them, join them. And and I remember the next time I was there, I was doing the same damn spot. And then Tommy Dreamer, and then Tommy Dreamer, Dreamer pulls a, a a remote out of his pocket, and and hits the button, and everybody freezes. He hits the pause button. Anyways, that's the kind of shit that would happen in
2: Shikara. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's a really fun really fun promotion
1: no doubt
4: how what do you say to the people that don't like that mm.
1: <laughs> to each his own um <laughs> i think that
2: like there's certain people that like like some certain old school guys that like you know will like hate it and everything but like their generation is the one that told everybody it was fake in the first place like we can't you guys told him it was fake. We can't just come in now and be like, "No, it's real again." Sorry. Like, <laughs> if you're if you're telling me like, "Hey, how dare you give away the business like this?" Anyway, it's totally fake. Like, here's my podcast about wrestling and how it's fake. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it seems like a weird double standard.
3: Don't say the f word. It's not fake. <laughs> <laughs> but get in there and hey, sell us the face. Uh, the thing about that is, is like, for in, in my opinion, it, like. Okay, for instance, shikara—that's a certain like subgenre of wrestling. It's 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 mm-hmm. fantasy, it's comedy. Like, if you want to have a promotion that doesn't do any of that, you know, uh, you know, chicanery and just plays it straight, like you can have
2: that too. You know, I mean, absolutely. It's like, yeah, there's genres. It's it's just like movies. Like, it's different types of porn. Com- <laughs> yeah, just because a comedy movie exists doesn't mean that you know. An action movie can't like doesn't mean a drama can't yeah. I think that I think there can be genres and everything
3: well absolutely but hey so yeah. anything
1: wrestling yeah. is more subjective than ever people are gonna love what they love and hate what they hate and bottom line is wrestling is huge right now so hey there's something for everyone
3: hey Chuck hey do absolutely you have...
1: there's there's plenty of promotions
3: for sure do you have uh do you have uh, some new merch
2: out uh yeah, I think we put out some kind of Christmas merch. Uh, I have a, a score on it. It's called, like, uh, BottomLineMerch.com. I, we put out some weird Christmas stuff on there. I think we're in the process right now of getting, uh, like, official AEW stuff. I think yeah. we're in the, uh, the early stages of that. So, hopefully, soon we'll have some new stuff.
4: Cool. Yeah. Well, my last question to you, Chuck, is in an interview, you said that you would leave wrestling once every, like, the year before the year after the year before that that makes sense okay you would believe it wasn't any better than the year prior I wouldn't know obviously it, that's not gonna happen anytime soon since it's looking like it's just going upward from here do you have any comments on that
2: um yeah I think like, that's always been my plan like you know if, if one year is not better than the last then maybe it's time to at least think about hanging it up but uh so far you know, forth, it's all been Effort, so hopefully we can keep
3: that going hey so hey chuck um in aew do you see yourself uh having the behind the scenes role as well because you know as we were talking about earlier you know with the, the tv production uh background has that is that anything that you all have talked about or is that just something you're thinking about down the road uh
2: yeah i've never talked about it <clears throat> formally with anybody but you know it's always the plan i think yeah. i'm stuck in wrestling for life so uh i think i'll always be around it in some form or fashion
3: it's a it, um so i had like right after the big you know announcement of the start of the promotion tony khan came on the show and he talked about you know you know we asked him about the you know the talk of healthcare and things like that and he and he mentioned well the, some of the guys will all the also be like front office employees do you see yourself in that role is that is that a role that you guys have talked about
2: um no again like you know haven't haven't had any kind of formal conversation about it right now i'm just just a lonely wrestler but uh yeah uh hopefully i think someday like of course like i think that would be great
3: yeah i just i think i could i would uh, you're you're somebody i'd like to have in my uh inner circle yeah. If if I was if I was running a wrestling promotion, that's why I ask. Uh, my my last
1: thing is I just want to say it's long overdue. Congratulations, yes. you are. It's weird how the path we take in our careers, you never know where you're going to end up, and sometimes you wonder what really is happening. But you know it all worked out because I think you would agree you're at the best possible destination where you could have ever asked for, and so it's well deserved and congratulations on uh, from all of us.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, I co-signed that, man. I'm I'm really happy for you and uh you know some other buyers in the market that may have passed on you uh, uh before my, you know, go oh shit. <laughs> Shouldn't hired that guy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank I I really do appreciate it. Thank you. It's, I guess it's the proof that uh you know, just wait 17 years and all your friends will get signed, and eventually there will be no one left. It's will it <laughs>
3: Exactly. Goes. That's the moral to the story, everyone. <laughs> there it is. It's called, st- the, the moral to the story is stay the course. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably
2: a nicer way to put
3: it. Yes. But, hey, um, hey Chuck, I really appreciate you coming on, man, spending time with us today. And uh, like I said, I'll say it again, and I'll say it uh, over and over again. I'm a big fan of yours, um, and I can't wait to see the what you do in AEW with Trent. Yep. So thank you so much, thank man. You, man. Hey, real quick. Hey, thank you. Oh, I really appreciate it. Oh, um, real quick. Uh, social media stuff. Yes. So people know where to find you.
2: Oh, I'm uh, on Twitter and Instagram at uh, SexyChuckyT, C H U T K I E. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, an embarrassing name that I regret. <laughs> I started using when I was 18. So.
3: I love it, actually. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Um sexy chucky T everybody Yay. make some Woo. noise. Thank you Chuck. Thank
1: Have you. an awesome day man. Yeah, thank you. All right. All right. What a show packed. Yeah. Packed thank out. you hey,
3: thank you guys um for helping me out uh with that one more than uh more than usual.
1: Well, hey, I appreciate man. it. We love talking to people yeah. and then, you know we're all fans of Chuck so.
3: Me too man. I'm so happy for that guy. You know. Yeah. Uh and and you know sometimes uh greatness can be overlooked Mm -hmm. you know and and it's like and it's like he mentioned i i bet you that's exactly what happened we got too many good looking white guys i can totally see that i know that sounds crazy but i can totally
1: see that and i think at one point and I, i i think this was real i remember chuck announcing he was done with wrestling at one point maybe about four or five years ago and he ended up coming back and i know I know there were times where uh, Scorpio Sky thought the same thing yeah. and, and they both stuck it out and look where they're at now. Yeah. Mm. So if you love what you do, you just got to keep at it.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Like Scorpio. Yeah, yeah that's another one.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. I think the trial he's talking about
0: if it were when Gargano and Chop and everyone, mm. it would have been 2016 right before the Cruiserweight Classic mm. just to kind of give a timeline, I guess. But yeah, yeah. there were a lot of good looking white guys in that Cruiserweight Classic. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, so did I mention I'm going to go down to the Performance Center?
1: Y- No, not on the show.
3: Tell us. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. I think I'm like I'm like in March. I'm gonna go down, coach down there. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: All right. Great. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Just wanted to mention that. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be my first time stepping foot in the performance center. Actually, it's a
1: great crew down there for sure. Yeah.
3: And uh, and I was just looking at everyone that they have down there now, and I, I know so many of those folks down there, and like I've worked with a lot of them, and I, I, you know, some of them, like, you know, like Riddle and, like, there's some, like, Punishment Martinez and guys like that. and.
4: uh I love Punishment Martinez. Yeah, he's incredible.
3: Yeah, those guys, you know, I mean, I worked out with those guys at Monster Factory whenever I could get a chance, and, uh, you know. And then just other guys, like, you know, that are down there that I've been on shows with and, you know international tours with ricochet and
1: mm-hmm. you know um Scotty too hottie's there
3: us yeah. see him again and Matt and Matt Bloom who's mm. you know uh well he hit me up about it it was it felt really good because um you yeah, know he's always been so respectful to me and and I he was one he was my choice like when they put PJ and I together as uh X factor uh-huh. we needed a big Big, uh, heavy, you know, uh, and there was, there was a few guys around there and like to me, like, I just, uh, Matt Bloom was like, man, he soaked up knowledge like a sponge. He was so, he's, you know, he, he was like, just, you know, show gratitude towards me, you know, for coaching him and taking the time, you know, picking him or whatever, but, like man, like he was just a dream person to be able to teach. Oh, I don't know, I'd go off into you know, but mm. so uh it feels good when he calls me and wants me to come uh yeah. pass on some knowledge to everyone down there.
1: You're gonna, gonna be a tremendous asset to everyone down yeah, there. Yeah, we're excited I'm for you. That's great. Cool. Yeah. And
3: you know, um anyways, I was mentioning something about Jericho. I was I was I was uh I was communicating with Chris earlier. I was Speak about it later. All right. but uh, Hey, let's just go through the, you know, tell us uh, where yeah. we can find everyone, and let's get the fuck out of yeah. here. <laughs> um,
0: you guys can find me on Twitter almost exclusively. I'm at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I run a lot of pro wrestlers' YouTube pages, so if I'm tweeting the link, I'm involved. So support them. You'll support me.
4: All right, and then for the show, please do not forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at One 12360 And for the Twitter, at One 12360 show, we post a lot of updates, clips, and so much more, so make sure to check it out. For me, myself, go ahead and follow me or check me out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at underscore Denise Salcedo, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo, lots of interviews up there, recent interviews with Jeff Cobb, Ray Phoenix, Garza Jr., and hopefully some upcoming ones as well.
1: All right, San Francisco Punchline this weekend, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, watch it worldwide every single week. Black wrestling pay-per-view next saturday the 23rd in toronto i'll be there and i'm going on tour rikishi we're doing four dates so follow rikishi's social media if you want to see him do a live show trust me we're putting together something really fun you're going to enjoy it all right
3: and you know you can follow me at the real Pac on twitter at real Pac on instagram you can follow lula on instagram at it's baby lula and um i'm not sure we're gonna have on next week i have a few options um some good ones. Mm-hmm. So, But uh, always some good ones. Anyways, uh, we'll see you right here next week from the beautiful After Buzz TV studios here in North Hollywood, California. Yeah, yeah.
2: From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark Bidonica, Jimbo Frank, and the entire XPOC 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, follow XPOC on Twitter at The Real X-Pac and email us at XPOC 12360Show at gmail.com.
3: The Westwood One Podcast Network.